Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Next Day Georgia, our weekly podcast brought to you by ITG Next. I'm your host, Phil Jones. And this week, we want to welcome in a, a special guest, Todd Holcomb from the AJC and Georgia High School Football Daily joins us. And we are going to talk about a uh, what certainly is a hot-button topic right now that is uh, making some inroads in the world of high school sports. And joining us now is uh, the aforementioned Todd Holcomb. Todd, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you doing this. Sure. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate you inviting me on. Absolutely. Well, Todd, just like I said there in the brief intro, uh, the, the, the issue transgender athletes – um, starting to make uh, the headlines really kind of uh, uh, piggybacking off of the uh, recent story that a lot of people may or may not be familiar with. We'll kind of go over it real quick. And that was the lawsuit brought forward in Connecticut that tried, I guess, to bar a couple of transgender athletes from uh, participating in, uh, in girls track and field. Uh, a, a judge threw the lawsuit out, but really didn't address, I guess, the the you know, the, the the complaint. He just simply threw it out on the basis that the athletes in question, um, you know, would not be uh, coming back. They were going to be graduating. So um, but obviously it's a much bigger you know uh, topic than that. Todd, let's talk about uh, transgender athletes and their place in high school sports. Um, I know you've got some, you know, strong opinions on it. Uh, what's your take? What's your thoughts on this? Well, the first uh, take is that it, it definitely is an interesting uh, topic and discussion, a controversial one for sure. And, and then, of course, what's making it newsworthy too, beyond just what happened in Connecticut is I believe there are about 20 states in the country this year that in their legislatures, they've been moving bills through and including Georgia, uh, in an attempt to ban transgender girls from competing on girls' high school teams. So um, that's the first thing. Very interesting and, and controversial. Sometimes it's hard to put your opinion out there because when you start giving opinions on stuff like that, people people uh, are quick to you know be pretty emotional about it or, or, or critical. But, um, but my view is, you know, maybe in the minority, um, here in Georgia, but I believe that um, that transgender girls should be allowed on high school teams in Georgia to compete with other girls. Um, and uh, you know, I can give my rationale and go into that a little bit more. But uh, but I'll just throw that out there to start. Okay. So and, and Todd, uh, you know, we we do appreciate your opinion on it. I, I know uh, again, just to be completely transparent, 
Um, you know, we Todd and I had talked about this beforehand. Todd, I did uh, you know realize and understand your stance on it. Uh, probably, as you admitted, uh, probably going to be uh, you know in the minority, especially the the region of the country you know that we live in, the Bible Belt. But I, I do appreciate your stance and your uh, you know uh, counterpoint on this. Obviously, I disagree with you, but again, that's what makes a healthy debate. I guess we have to go to the issue. Uh, you know, and argue the, the biological aspect of it, Todd. Um, you know, um, a boy is a boy, a girl is a girl. Uh, I guess on the very, you know, simplistic uh, of all levels. Uh, do you agree with that, or do you agree that maybe uh, surgery can turn that around and and change the biological makeup of an individual? Just to, would be interested to hear your take on that. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly there's differences between boys and girls, but uh, but a transgender girl uh, may be different, in particular if they're taking uh, hormone treatment, hormone blocking treatment that, that kind of uh, delays puberty. And um, so there's a factor there. There hasn't been a lot of evidence uh, of you know transgender girls in high school sports or youth sports having tremendous advantages, really. Um, and it's also... Uh, well, you, you take the uh, the example of in Connecticut. There were two transgender girls who I think, think finished one, two in a state track meet. Might have been the hundred meters, something like that. They were sprinters, and then the parents of uh, four girls then filed the, the lawsuit that you spoke about. And but one of those girls, I think, like eight days later, defeated uh, the state champion transgender girl in another race, and then. Yeah, and then that that girl is now running it. Uh, uh, the one whose parents filed the lawsuit is now running on scholarship. I believe William and Mary, a school like that. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the one of the arguments was that it it prevented her, or made it harder for her to get get a scholarship. But that didn't prove to be the case. So, uh, so these these two girls in Connecticut, certainly at least one of them, I think both of them were uh, undergoing hormone therapy, and over time, um, you know, they're well, they just, they weren't like true boys. I mean, they weren't, uh, uh, they were not the same athletes they, they might have been um, had they not been doing that. And again, just to kind of bring our listeners up to speed. So the, the, the two individuals we're talking about, uh, Terry Miller and Andrea Yearwood, um, apparently competed in varsity sports. There at the high school in question, which I apologize, I don't have that in front of me, but it was a high school in Connecticut. They participated in the varsity sports track and athlete predominantly between 2017 and 2019. And uh, they combined to win 15 championship races. And Todd, that's really kind of what prompted uh, this lawsuit. Obviously, the results kind of speak for themselves uh, there, Todd. That was a, a pretty significant advantage I think they had. Well, just because you win doesn't necessarily mean that it was totally about that. Uh, you know, I mean, they also bring some, well, I mean, it, you know, it's it, lots of people win, but that doesn't necessarily prove that, um, that it's all about uh, some unfair advantage. And I, I think the other point I'd make is, it's just, you know, you have to decide, uh, this will be a controversial part of it, but you'd have to decide how important is fairness in competition. I mean, obviously, competition and you know that's that's what sports is about you know and it and uh when you talk about high school sports i don't i don't want people to turn this around in black and white and say well holcomb said that you know 
we shouldn't be concerned about competition sure. and everybody participates. It's not bad. I mean, if not, the competition is what uh, kind of helps sports teach those life lessons. You learn that through competition. You have to try out for a team. You have to try out for a position on your team. Uh, in a team sports, you have to give up some of yourself for the greater good. And all that you learn through competition. So I'm not at all marginalizing the importance of competition and fair competition. But there's something beyond that that should be considered. And, uh, and, and you know, when you look at, uh, when you look at, let's take, for example, the National Federation of High School Association's mission statement, and they talk about what they believe. You can find this on their website. And it, here are the things that it says about sports, high school sports. It enriches the educational experience. It encourages academic achievement. It promotes respect, integrity, and sportsmanship. Prepares for a future in a global community. Develops leadership and life skills. Fosters the inclusion of diverse populations. And none of that says anything about, you know, our mission statement is to find the absolute fastest schoolgirl in Connecticut and in the fairest way possible. You know, so you just have to look at the broader thing, like how important is, you know, competition It's very, very important. But it, does it have to be everything? So then you have to start thinking, well, what is the greater good? So, you know, in my mind, um, you know, I feel like that, uh, you know, the disappointment of an occasional athlete who loses out to a transgender girl is not nearly as concerning for me as, uh, you know, the basically the pain and suffering of a transgender girl being excluded and that they having no opportunity to be included in high school sports in a state when they, when they are also um, allowed to compete in college, you know, I mean, there's the, there's that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're allowed to get a scholarship and run as a transgender girl, transgender young woman in college, then how can you say you can't do it in high school? Yeah, uh, talking to Todd Holcomb from the AJC and the Georgia High School Football Daily uh, newsletter that uh, Todd and uh, Chip Say put out uh, during the high school football season. Uh, certainly uh, enjoy that, what they do. I appreciate Todd uh, joining us this morning as we're talking about uh, the issue of transgender athletes uh, in high school sports, certainly becoming, again, more uh, and more of a, a strong topic here, especially on the heels of this uh, Connecticut lawsuit. But as Todd referenced, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot more than what is happening in just Connecticut. Todd, I think you mentioned, what is it, about 20 states right now that have some type of legislation either in-house or pending uh, that's going to be you know discussed. Uh, I do want to, to, to mention this, and in fairness, uh, you know, because I do want, despite my own personal opinion, I do want to try to, you know, uh, make this as unbiased as I can and try to represent both sides. And I guess one thing, other than really the, the issues in Connecticut that we're hearing about, Todd, I really haven't heard, uh, to be honest with you, one other issue where, uh, you know, transgender athletes caused any kind of, uh, you know, undue, uh, you know, unfairness or, or, or you know, increased um, you know, competition uh, with their other, you know, competitors. Uh, have you heard of any other? Have you heard of any other cases that have been cited, Todd? Just, I mean, fewer than a half dozen, probably. And trying to research and you know, do, doing all the my due diligence here. I mean, there are just a few other examples and uh, that were not nearly as, um, you know, as as big making the news that, that it did in Connecticut. So it is, yeah, it is very rare. In fact, the Georgia High School Association 
And also should add that uh, George Hutzler was kind of surprising, perhaps, that Dr. Hines, the executive director, um, made it a point to say that, she, that the GHSA supports these bills uh, in Georgia. Not surprising that that might be the opinion, but often the GHSA just kind of stays out of having an opinion one way or the other uh, on that. But um, but the GHSA has, has told me that they're not aware of any transgender athletes competing on any girls' teams uh, in Georgia. There may be some because it's not required that anybody let you know that if you got a cross-country runner or a soccer player that's a transgender girl, you don't have to report that to anybody. It's, and it's currently up to the individual school boards to make that decision. But but clearly, it's you know it's, it's, I've never heard of it being an issue in Georgia, and that's another thing that I would point out. Is it's because it is so rare, um, is it worth it to you know, prevent 10 innocuous transgender girls from being involved on sports teams over the fear that maybe there's going to be one who wins something and really upsets a lot of people. Todd, let's talk about uh, one of the uh, sub-issues in this main topic of transgender athletes. And again, the debate uh, pretty strong on both sides. Can we equate maybe the, 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 the medicines that they take, the hormones that, uh, you know, some of these female athletes are taking, uh, you know, to, to, to build them up, make them stronger, faster, uh, so they do have a competitive advantage? Can we equate this maybe to performance-enhancing drugs? What's your opinion on that? Mm, uh, no, I don't – well, performance-enhancing drugs are, are – uh, you know they're not allowed they're considered illegal um in college and high school sports as well so uh, it's it's something that someone is intentionally doing to get an advantage i don't think any transgender girls are doing anything intentionally to you know to get an advantage it's just who they are and and uh, who they believe they are and and but, it, but Todd, inside, isn't that what I they're think, doing when they take these hormones? Isn't that what they're doing is to to try to change their physicality and their makeup? Yeah, it would make them more like girls. I mean, it's you know, it, it's not going to make them bigger and stronger. If you're talking about, I'm talking about, you're talking about transgender girls, not transgender boys who might take things girls, biological girls who are transitioning to become boys. That's you know, it might take something to may ultimately make them you know stronger i don't i don't know but uh, but it should be no advantage to girls at all transgender girls you mentioned uh dr robert hines earlier uh ghsa um and of course uh, here recently um you know this bill pretty much died on the house floor uh do you expect it to be reintroduced in the next session uh with the georgia assembly or what I'm sure we haven't heard the last of it. I mean, I don't, I don't know when it might reemerge. Um, and then I guess another question would be whether the Georgia High School Association might take it up on its own. Uh, in fact, I remember years ago, I don't know quite the history of it, but I remember um, it, I mean, basically there was nothing that addressed this uh, in the GHSA until maybe, I'm just guessing, 10, 12 years ago. This was when Dr. Swearingen was the executive director. And, and I believe they either put something in the bylaws or were talking about it basically saying that uh, your participation is based on your gender on your birth certificate. Um, but, and, and then, but then now the rule is different now and it's based upon, um, or maybe that was never introduced as a, as the way it was, but uh, I just know that currently it is up to individual school boards. Um, but, 
but I don't. I kind of doubt that George High School Association would be proactive without the backing of the legislature. So I think that's where it really uh, is going to come down to how it does legislatively. Yeah, and that's going to be uh, interesting. You know, I mentioned earlier uh, again, and I don't think we can. Uh, you know, d- discount the fact that I think this would be an issue, unlike, you know, uh, other issues um, when you start getting into politics. I think that, you know, the fact that we do live in the Bible Belt probably, I think, is going to go a long way because obviously you start to get into a, a, a lot of issues of, you know, again, being born one way or the other and, you know, the ethics of trying to change that. Do you think that uh, this could become, say, a geographical-based issue? Yeah, I think it is already, for sure. I think uh, it's more of a you know, geographical or, frankly, just political, you know, red state, blue state. I mean, Or maybe both clear. Yeah. yeah, right, right, sure. Um, yeah, I definitely think that that's, that's uh, the case. Wrapping up here with uh, Todd Holcomb from the AJC. So, where do you see this? Uh, where do you see this going? Um, uh, uh, again, do you think that we will one day see this become commonplace, or do you think it'll be an ongoing argument? Uh, you know, with the transgender athletes trying to, you know, sort of a, an ongoing debate trying to get them uh, to compete uh, in in female sports. Yeah, I think it'll be an ongoing debate, no, no doubt. And uh, my prediction uh, would be that, um, uh, you know, could be wrong, but I think that over time, if you're talking a long period of time, I think that uh, people's view on this will become more and more progressive and that there's, there's a greater chance that um, 10, 20 years from now that it's more accepted than it is, is today. Um, that's what I would hope. But also, you know, a couple of points I uh, want to make. I mean, one is sure. – uh, is that um, another factor that we didn't bring up is the fact that the NCAA is going to be putting some pressure on some of these states. If you recall in North Carolina, when the, the bathroom, gen, transgender bathroom uh, bill was passed or law was passed in North Carolina, the NCAA pulled out about six or seven different of their events out of North Carolina. Well, Oklahoma, this transgender high school bill has passed the House, and I think the NCAA is making it known that uh, they're not going to look too too kindly on it. And, you know, the Women's College World Series is played there. And uh, so that's one thing that could be a factor. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm just saying that just something to keep in mind that there's all there are also outside pressures that might uh, prevent some of these laws from, from going into effect. And the other point I would like to make is, you know, even though I'm, I'm here uh, definitely uh, advocating for the inclusion of transgender girls and high school sports i think the thing we should all try to do is just to understand the point of view of uh, both sides just put yourself in their shoes i mean i completely can can understand and appreciate how these girls in connecticut felt who who lost who didn't you know win against these gender girls and how their parents felt um i mean i'm not on their side in the argument Um, some things they they did uh, Parents and lawyers did by continuing to refer to them as boys instead of transgender girls. You know that that bothers me. But still, I mean, I understand how they would feel, and uh, and I think you just have to understand. Like a lot of times, you'll hear, "Well, how would you feel if your daughter, uh, you know, finished second in a state championship to a transgender girl?" Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't say I'm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess people, you know, you, you have to look at it from this, don't you? 
standpoint, try to be honest, but also think, you know, what, how would you feel if, if your, your daughter was that transgender girl, you know, whether she won a state championship or, or even if she was the, you know, the 12th best player on a soccer team and just the experience she could have of being accepted on a team and being a teammate, you know, so just that's it. That's the main thing. Just try to understand that there are no good guys, bad guys really on either side. Just respect both sides of it. Todd, I want to go back uh, before we wrap up a couple of things um, that, that I was just sitting here thinking about. So I mentioned at the onset of the podcast, uh, the, the U.S. District Court Judge uh, Robert Chetegny, who threw out, uh, dismissed the suit uh, again. And his basis was not really you know, taking a stance on this, but the fact, again, that the two transgender athletes in question you know, had graduated and they would no longer pose, you know, any kind of perceived competitive advantage. Do you think that uh, Judge Katigny was was sidestepping the issue? And what does that say maybe moving forward, you know, for be it judges, uh, assemblymen, uh, congressmen, senators, whatever, you know, maybe not willing to take a stance uh, on this because of the political fallout, et cetera. I'd like to get your take on that. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, read up and studied that particular uh, ruling, or at least the, the justification for the ruling. So I can't, I don't really know what happened there. I mean, good chance that, uh, well, it sounds from what you're saying, like the, that the judge did sidestep uh, uh, taking a side on it. Um, you know, and I, yeah, I don't know what to say beyond that. I, you know, there, there are a lot of different forces involved that, 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 you know, may prevent people from, Maybe they, you, you feel like you have to have more backing than just yourself to go out on that limb. Similarly with the Georgia High School Association, I mean, they're not going to try to pass a bylaw without feeling they have support of the legislature. And then in the state legislature may be a little wary, or some of the, the voting members, if they feel like that, uh, you know, the NCAA is not going to support it, going to give you trouble. So I'm not sure if that answered it, but um, other than just to say that uh, I can understand why it's hard for people to, put themselves out on a limb and have a, a strong binding opinion. Another question I've got for you, and this is uh, going out a little bit here, uh, but, but I'm sure listeners and, and Todd, I'm sure you'll understand uh, kind of where I'm coming from here. We all remember uh, the former uh, Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner, as he was known uh, as, you know, quite possibly the greatest American athlete we've ever seen. Uh, maybe that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Winner of the decathlon. Of course, we remember Bruce Jenner uh, being on the Wheaties box. Now, Bruce Jenner is Caitlyn Jenner. And, of course, has uh, been making headlines uh, other than just, you know, the, the fact that Bruce has become Caitlyn, uh, has made uh, a lot of, you know, headlines uh, with the announcement that uh, she's going to run for governor. But what? how much do you think that that particular, uh, you know, example of Bruce Jenner, you know, transitioning into Caitlyn Jenner and I and I you know again I apologize if I'm kind of phrasing that wrong but it's just the you know the only description really that comes to mind but how much has Caitlyn Jenner influenced the overall transgender issue and maybe in some cases you know served as a, as a role model for uh for those you know transgender athletes that that want to kind of follow I guess in uh in in her shoes I don't well hmm, good question I don't uh I haven't really thought about it. I mean, I don't, I don't think of her as a transgender 
athlete because she's not, you know, c- competed. Um, but that doesn't mean that other people might not view it that way, uh, you know, as a role model. If you're, true. You know, like you said, true. one of the great, great athletes of all time. Yeah. Um, and is comfortable in being who she is. And I think it probably has done more to inspire people to um, just feel comfortable in, in athlete or they no have athlete. the freedom to be, yeah, to be, to be who they are, who they know they are inside. And, um, so yeah, that's about all I can say there. Todd, any other uh, ideas or thoughts that you've got on the, uh, the the transgender topic? Well, I'm kind of looking through some notes. I was trying to to make. I don't, you know, I don't really think so. I'm just uh, kind of eager to see um, in Georgia now that this issue is on the table. If there might be some uh, some athletes who have been on teams. Uh, or will be in the future that'll that are willing to kind of come out and make that known and, and be willing to talk about it and their experiences. And, and, uh, and I guess the other thought too, is, I mean, when I, when I was talking about um, being open-minded, just at least trying to understand uh, both sides of, of this issue is, um, I mean, I think also, try, you know, I think there's, would be value in, uh, in some of the, in, in, talking to people who um, have well talking to transgender people i mean i wonder sometimes when i think of uh people in sports and or in the legislature who who have opinions on this do they did they know a transgender girl do they know a transgender person um have they talked to them have they got that point of view on it so um so you know i'd like to see you know hopefully this issue will bring will make it be discussed more and more people speak out on it and maybe it'll just bring more attention to to who these people are and i think that would change their perception of them and again i'll i'll say this in closing um uh, the the fact that again for our listeners that may not be completely up to speed i referenced the fact that we had this issue come before the georgia general assembly there was actually four um, I guess you can label them anti-transgender bills that uh, at one time were on the fast track for approval, but uh, wound up stalling um, at, at the uh, assembly floor, uh, didn't meet the deadline. We talked about it earlier, probably going to be reintroduced, you would think, in the next legislative session. But I think that caught a lot of people by surprise. I thought a lot of people thought it would pass quickly, swiftly, but it uh, did not. I think I caught a lot of people by surprise, Todd. I suppose so. Um, I, you know, I don't follow politics in the General Assembly quite well enough to know the odds of the different bills getting through there. Uh, but, I, but I think it's controversial enough. And uh, this is still, um, you know, it's a conservative state in general, but it's uh, maybe not as much as it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So, Very true. So, yeah. So, t- so maybe it's a more contentious uh issue than you know than we might might imagine and uh, and also it would get a lot of blowback you know i mean i think that it, i don't think it would pass through and everybody would be all neat and happy about it so maybe that was you know part of the part of the issue well and again i'll say this uh just as i talked about in reference to uh, uh judge chetigny up in connecticut maybe again it's one of these things such a hot button a hot button topic that again judges politicians whomever uh you know Really, uh, I'm not I don't want to say afraid, but maybe not sure how to tackle it or take a stance on it. Um, And I think that could be part of the issue here with this. Yeah, another factor, too, is there's nothing uh, super urgent about it because, you know, I think it would be different if uh, if there were 
lots of uh, openly transgender girls competing in Georgia high school sports and winning championships and causing a lot more heartburn among those who didn't appreciate it. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like some of the critics of the bill have said it's trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. So even if you disagree with that, you'd have to at least concede that there's nothing pressing about it. We don't have any, any, any current athletes that are causing any controversy. Yeah, and again, I stated that earlier, and the fact that, again, that it, there's really not much of a precedence uh, established, which, again, kind of, uh, uh, you know, makes uh, – uh, forces someone to go out there and take that first big, broad step, and, again, doesn't like too many people are willing to do that right now. So I think that's a, another issue. Yeah, that's right. And also, you know, maybe it's – in some ways it's good to wait and see because – That's right. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's strongly as I'm – coming across as being in support of transgender girls and you know uh competing i mean maybe i would see it differently if if all if you know if if i if all of a sudden which i don't think will happen but if transgender girls were dominating you know girls high school sports um, but that would probably won't happen in my lifetime todd holcomb ajc georgia high school football daily todd Thanks so much again for agreeing to come on and uh, and give your opinion on this uh, this topic. Uh, sure, it is uh, just beginning uh, to, to be more of a, a long term discussion that I'm sure you and I both will probably have in the future, and that uh, we'll be uh, uh, privy to as we move forward in our respective careers. Todd, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Your podcast is really good. You do a good job. Thanks, Todd. That really means a lot, buddy. I appreciate that. Sure. Take care, man. See you, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There he is, Todd Holcomb, AJC and Georgia High School Football Daily. Well, you want to talk about doing a good job. They do a great job uh, with that newsletter. And as well as, of course, Todd's work with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Sports Section. You've been listening to Next Take Georgia. Again, brought to you by ITG Next. I'm your host, Phil Jones. Be sure to join us next week as we come to you every week here as part of ITG Next. Just a couple of reminders also. Be sure to uh, to check out my Monday through Wednesday show, primarily focusing on high school football and high school sports. It's Extra Point with Phil Jones, 5 to 7 p.m. at ITG Next Georgia Facebook page. I cover high school football year-round on the show with coaches, players joining me, and, of course, many of you listeners and viewers of the show giving your opinion about the latest of what's happening in high school sports. That's Extra Point, Monday through Wednesday. Right now, we go back to a fourth day when high school football season rolls around, 5 to 7 p.m., four days a week during the football season at ITG Next Georgia Facebook page. Again, big thanks to Todd Holcomb for joining me today on this week's Next State Georgia, brought to you by ITG Next. I'm your host, Phil Jones. Have a great week, everybody.